I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden, 
Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, Coast of dot talking about intuition and deciphering voices is how do I know if it's fear or if it's intuition? How do I know if it's my voice or my soul speaking? And what I have found helpful and is to, to get into your heart first. You're using your own energy, your own essence. I didn't walk you through some process where it's like, okay, now, now your ancestors are going to come and what are they saying? Like you just had your own capsule of experience in your body and your essence and you know your soul knew exactly what you needed and that's what I love about it it's just it's self-sufficient and it's so intimate and intrinsic now let the magic begin It's Raquel, and welcome back. I hope to see you next year in Bali, <laughs> but I'll get to that in a minute. And if you are new to this podcast, well, uh, welcome, welcome. In this podcast, you'll hear many, many interviews with many, many visionaries and artists and musicians and entrepreneurs and wellness enthusiasts writers, spiritualists, thought leaders, and just a lot of amazing souls who have mastered their craft and share their truth. There are a variety of different tools and tricks each bring to help us expand our knowledge on what's out there so we can wear them for ourselves if we feel called to and keep what resonates and throw out what doesn't <laughs> so we can learn more about our souls and tap into our souls and unleash our own unique and unparalleled magic. <laughs> and today, this episode is everything. Uh, 
that my soul was calling for as I have one of my dear, highly intuitive, and deeply connected friends back on the show for a second time, spiritual medium and channel, Brie Melanson. So this is a two-parter, by the way. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Meaning you'll be hearing her not only today, but manana. Oh, and disclaimer, fair, fair warning for the skeptics out there. Just a friendly warning. Part two, the one that you're listening to now is fairly woo-woo as we talk a lot about spirit guides and the soul. But part three, on the other hand, is far out there as Brie channels other entities. Though I would love for you to listen with an open mind. I understand if it's not your cup of tea, you can choose whether you're feeling the vibes of this or not, listen to it or not, and I hope to have you back next week. But for those that love the (laughs) woo-woo, well, welcome, you're home, especially those of you who feel as though part of your purpose is to be a healer. You may really relate and resonate to the words of the many messages that are about to be shared. And also for the more open-minded skeptics, just have fun. Why not? Listen. It's very interesting and there's so much wisdom to be shared. In this episode, Brie revisits more of her story, how she was introduced to this world, and when she realized her channeling and mediumship gifts, and how to deeply connect with our own intuition and the differences between channeling and messages from your soul the differences between our spirit guides voice and hearing our own intuitive voice and brie talks about her channeling process also how to move out of our ego and i share a story with brie of having a profound a powerful experience with the breath work that she guided me through in london that really helped heal some sadness that was inside then we go on to talk about how we can dissolve hidden emotional blocks and the power of reframing childhood stories to reframe our stories today that may be holding us back so we can feel limitless in which we are limitless, but really, 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 truly feel that. Like, for example, changing our money story for more abundance. That never hurts anybody, right? (laughs) And just more depth in this highly conscious and evolved conversation. And of course, like I said, tomorrow, a channeled episode that you will not want to miss. She surprised me with that, and I was like, whoa, I guess I will ask questions that you guys usually ask. So I did. You're welcome. (laughs) But first, an announcement for my Soul Tribe family. I would love to meet you and hug you and meditate with you and practice yoga with you and connect on a deeper level with you in this spell binding magical land of Bali on your own magic's first ever retreat. And co-hosting the retreat with me is none other than Brie. 
So you will get to spend time with this powerful spiritual medium and channel. And the intention for this retreat is to deepen our connection with like-minded beings and Mama Earth and your soul. And of course, fully tap into and unleash your own magic. So, uh, Raquel, what can I expect from this? You might ask. Well, um, <laughs> daily yoga, meditation, deepen connection with nature, strengthen visualization and manifestation and self-love practices, breath work, clear energetic blockages, excursions, deliciously healthy plant-based advice, some soulful entrepreneurship advice, and also Brie will be channeling. So you can ask her questions in that state. And above all, a deeper connection to other fellow yummies. That's what I'm most looking forward to. So if you're feeling called to come and would love to fill out an application for approval and receive more details, please email retreats at yourownmagic.life or go to yourownmagic.life slash bali dash retreat, which I will of course leave in the show notes and fill it out as soon as possible as space is limited. So perhaps even pause this episode right now fill it out, and then come back. We're going to be reviewing them this week. And if you are listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, please don't let that stop you because one, who knows how many people filled it out, you still have a chance. And if we get enough, we may even do another one a week after. So either you get into this one or you will be the first I contact for a future retreat because instead of advertising, I'd rather just go to those who have submitted this application. Anyways, I hope to see you July 2019, and again, link to the application is also in the show notes. And now, Yomi review of the week, Rebecca Gorst, and Rebecca writes, Magical, have received so much guidance from this podcast, like it has literally changed my life since just yesterday. Been listening to it for months now, and it always seems to be full of divine signs on my path, like crazy synchronicities. Raquel's voice is like honey, so easy listening and full of guidance. Thank you, XX. Hmm, Rebecca. <laughs> Thank you, with XXs and OOs. It's not a surprise to me, though, that there are many synchronicities on your path because I believe, truly believe, that those who are listening and really connect with this podcast are are aligning and tuning into the same vibration and you're clearly very in tune and perhaps more than you know. And <laughs> this is a random side note that I just feel like sharing. For a split second, one thing that my ego laughed at when it came to myself is when I read Raquel's voice is like honey. And then I caught that and I, I laughed back at it because sometimes our egos don't allow us to take in compliments, but we should remind ourselves that we all deserve them. And so, thank you, Rebecca. I truly, truly am so grateful for you. And last but not least, before we dive into Brie, for all of my self-expanders out there, Skillshare is giving you 99 cents for two months when you use our special link, Skillshare.com magic to have access to over 20,000 
courses. I know, for just 99 cents for an entire two months, like what? You get to enhance your skills such as writing and singing and business and tech, social media, illustrations, and strategies for being your own boss and launching your own career and just lots of wonderful and inspiring workshops you can attend. I'm taking a 10-day journaling challenge right now. Mm, you should join me on that, so it's wonderful. If you're interested, it's just 99 cents for a two-month period, basically 50 cents a month. Why not? So go to skillshare.com magic and the link will be in the show notes. time to let the magic begin with Brie Melanson. Brie, Brie, Brie. How I love thee, Brie. <laughs> I'm such let's, a big ball of cheese. I know. Yeah, no, let's count the ways. <laughs> oh, well. Well, some of our listeners, many of the listeners actually, may now be familiar with you and your brilliance from your episode all the way back in March. March 12th, to be specific, because I did my research just right before we started this. Wow. <laughs> and I know where we talked about you being a spiritual medium and channel, and then how we can all develop our innate psychic abilities, because we all have that within us, which is so amazing to think. And it's so true. The more I've dived into this work, I've been able to really see it. And Oh, you know, some are sensi- more sensitive to it than others and more able to tap into it to a degree, but we all have it within us. And then we also just really talked about how we can truly listen to our souls. And then you are able to talk to my soul too, which I remember was rather almost dreamlike for me in that moment because oh, it was so healing, especially since at that time. It was probably one, no, actually maybe one of the four hardest months of this year for me mm-hmm. during my my human self this year, at least. And <laughs> you gave me such a glimmer of light in a moment that I desperately needed it. And that reminded me, you reminded me, and I reminded myself in that moment of the power within myself. So I am forever grateful for that. And I wanted you to know that. Oh, thank you, Raquel. So you have such a beautiful soul and so level 10 slash 11. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your heart and all that you're doing in the world. It's really remarkable. Aww. And for anyone just tuning in, though they should indeed listen to that episode, but I'd like them to continue listening to this episode right now because we have so much beautiful things to talk about and expand on with everything that we have been talking about, but I want them to get an idea of who you are or be reminded of who you are. So when did you begin to dive into this work and realize that there is more to life beyond the physical, a bit about your story and what made you recognize your gifts and as a channel and as a medium? 
Oh yeah, we'll we'll do a speed a speed story. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love so it. I, so I've been doing this work for about ten years now. Uh, although you know, I came in at a very young age, really curious and aware, uh, and and I like to you know remind people that we all do is is sensitive children. Uh, we're generally just not taught how to kind of handle this part of ourselves. Um, so yeah, I would kind of talk about the other side and see things. And I was really clear why I was here. I told my mom, I was thankful that I chose them and, you know, that I was here to help people. And with time, I just kind of shut that off because it didn't feel like there was a place for it. Um, but it, it always remained a part of my interest and my curiosity. So I kind of like coveted books and crystals <clears throat> and continued to study and and learn just, you know, of course, as, as kind of like a pastime. You know, I didn't, I never saw this as a potential career path. Um, and I studied international business and uh I studied abroad and there was kind of like some life things that rocked me back into more of my soulful self, um, as hardships do and as challenges do, they, they make us get real, real quick. So, mm-hmm. you know, my mom had gotten cancer. There was a little like, you know, brush with death in that way. Um, studying abroad was a real gift and and a challenge, you know, when you kind of place yourself on the other side of the world. And anytime we travel, we're allowed, we allow ourselves to kind of show up differently. And so I got to ask myself deeper questions when I removed myself from, you know, how I was used to showing up in the world. And so I remember coming back from that trip, being really clear about wanting to pursue dance at the time, which was a really nice transition from wanting or thinking that I had to work in the corporate world because that's just what people do and then pursuing more of an art, artistic career. So I moved to Los Angeles and Los Angeles obviously has a an ample community, um, you know, in spirituality. And so I learned how to meditate and uh, would always kind of get the message that you're a healer when I would ask like about whatever future I had deemed for myself as a dancer. Um, and I didn't really know what that met, met, meant. And so I was, I had always kind of seen psychics, not a lot, but just here and there. And, um, and so let's see, I, I went to one of my kind of like healer psychics and I was laying on her, you know, massage table and, and she was like, do you want to do what I do? And I was like, yeah, I just started crying. I was like, what? And she was kind of like, okay, well, let's clear some beliefs and start to make that possible. So I had that kind of healing session and did some work around it and then asked for a teacher and a teacher showed up immediately. Uh, and I took her classes and then I kind of saw myself working for her and and then she did. She asked me to work for her. And, and at the time, I didn't really have uh, the finances or resources to take the courses. So I was able to do a trade. And I think when I, you know, as we learn how to surrender, that's when we 
receive more, right? Like I kind of make the joke, like the universe rolled out the red carpet, like, and I feel like my guides were just kind of like tapping their toes and they're like, great. She said yes. And they're just here. Um, (laughs) It's about time. (laughs) Yeah. So um, not that I, it hasn't taken work and practice and continued self-discovery and personal work, but once I kind of surrendered and said, okay, if I'm supposed to do this, show me. The universe was like, oh, we will show you, honey. Like, here you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and it was a slow practice. That that class that I took was uh, a connection process called Theta Healing. And I took the teacher's courses and it was a, a great way to learn how to connect cleanly. And I just remember being in the class thinking it was it was so powerful to be with a group of people that were all on the same page because it was always kind of this thing that I had kept in a corner and there were very few people in my life that had the same belief systems as I did so um yeah I just remember that being a really incredible feeling like anything is possible and being surrounded by people that that hold that same belief um and then yeah just started yeah practicing super (laughs) slowsies There's and, no time limit. There's no, it's not a race. Yeah, no, I mean, I teach, as you know, I teach people how to access their intuition and I've moved more into that recently because I, the veil is lifting y'all and it's, it, mm-hmm. it really is getting easier as we continue to move forward and, or I shouldn't say forward, but expansively with consciousness. So I noticed that my students move a lot faster than I did. It's probably because I'm such a good teacher also. But, you, know. <laughs> you are phenomenal, okay? <laughs> just okay. Let us count the ways. No. Um, but it is, it's it's just, uh, it's a matter of practice and, and intention, I think. So now, um, yeah, I've moved a little bit more into channeling. So just to kind of, to, to the difference between the two, when you practice mediumship, it's kind of like having a three-way phone call like we did on on your last episode where I said, hold on a second, let me ask. And your, your soul would show something or say something, and then I would relay the message. And then channeling is the ability to kind of treat your entire body and vibrational uh, system as a as a microphone. So then mm. the information comes through you directly and you're you're really out of the way. Mm, I'm so well, the one thank you for that story I knew parts of it you know what not all of it and it was nice to even feel even more connected to you as a lot of us have that experience where we are surrounded by people that are not so interested in this world a lot of skeptical people or and so we might feel a little like an oddball a little outlier in our own world and than to be able to find those people to connect with and then you really can tap into your gifts. I think that's a profound message and there's many profound messages in there. Right now, I'm buzzing in a great way because I feel so focused and grounded. I just took a Four Sigmatic mushroom focus shot with a lion's mane. Here's the scoop. Some of you may fear coffee, but love coffee. Some of you may not fear coffee, but perhaps just drink too much of it. Some of you may not like the taste of coffee at all. And (laughs) I'm sure many of you love anything that benefits your human suit in any way possible. So Four Sigmatic is my drink 
of choice because not only does she feed me my love for coffee, but I don't get the jitters or tum-tum issues. Many coffees do because I mix the power of shrooms. That's right, and no, not the psychedelics. All their coffees and matcha teas and their hot cacaos, which are delicious, and other delicious treats contain the power of shrooms, which will enhance the health of our brain, our heart, our immune system, gut health, lower our stress levels, unlike coffee, and assist with weight loss in metabolizing our fatty compounds. And this is the best coffee for those who are coffee drinkers and non-coffee drinkers and even raw vegans too, as they have a lot of just mushroom elixirs that you can drink that are so good. And I love cordyceps to fuel my energy before my workout. So I usually do that one in the morning. Lion's mane during the day to keep me focused. Even Buddhist monks drink lion's mane to enhance their focus. And then to wind down their classic reishi, which is like liquid yoga and it's just so good. Four Sigmatic is continuing to get the Soul Tribe a 15% discount. Simply click on the link in the show notes or go to foursigmatic.com forward slash soul tribe that's f-o-u-r-s-i-g-m-a-t-i-c dot com forward slash soul tribe one word no spaces for 15 percent off your magical coffee and mushroom elixir order soul good bon appetit You're talking about channeling and so will you remind us what you channel i know there's a lot of different things but we'll probably be focusing on mostly one and then what is your channeling process like if you can explain that sure i can sure try i do want to say um <clears throat> if you're wanting to learn how to channel it's best to get some guidance um there just is kind of like a caveat. Um, when we, a lot of times when we think about opening our intuition, we, there's this unconscious belief that when we do that, then we're just going to open ourselves up to anything. Like if I'm, and that was a total fear of mine. Like when somebody told me I could be a medium, I was like, take that back. No, thank you. Like, I don't want to deal with Mm -hmm. any of that stuff because I had been haunted and stuff before. So Um, when it comes to channeling, I just want to say, you know, have, it's important to, um, learn guidelines before you go in and do it. Um, so my teacher taught me how to essentially move Brie (laughs) over to the side and you can channel right, or you can channel, you know, through, um, using your, your vocal cords. Uh, I was most comfortable at first writing because I remember the first time when I took the class, you know, she, she walked us through the process. You kind of get yourself completely, you know, you ground, you connect, you set the intention, um, protection, light, love, all the good things. Protection is a big (laughs) one. which I didn't used to really practice. I was like, I'm always protected. No, everybody always Mm. asks for protection because it can get very dark. Yeah. And I've never experienced anything dark, but I've been Mm. so regimented about, you know, my process every time I connect. So grounding, connecting up, 
creating some protection, I kind of move Brie out of the way and I'm usually quite intentional with who I'm connecting with. So could be, you know, Archangel Michael or Raphael or the Palladians. Um, so I usually set the intention of who I'm connecting with and then open myself up. Uh, so I'm kind of opening my heart chakra and my crown chakra and waiting until I feel kind of the click or I'll hear we are ready to begin. And then I'm just, it's a, it is still kind of a continual practice of getting out of the way. So when I'm channeling, it's like Brie is watching the whole scenario. So I'm still, um, I notice myself kind of sometimes still having opinions about what's being said, but it's just, it's quite faint. When I do it speaking, and if we have time, we'll do that. Um, oh, we will. Yeah, you're like, oh, we're making time. Um, <laughs> it can be, you know, your voice can change a little bit. My mannerisms can change because I'm, I've essentially surrendered my control or my, you know, breeness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what I've noticed is that the messages are are quite elevated. Just the other day, I was being kind of bratty and I was like, I want new information. Give me new stuff. Like, you know, because <laughs> they tell us, you know, they're like, look, we're going to repeat the, me- the messages and they do it in all these kind and beautiful ways until we get the lesson. And then it's like next lesson. So they gave me this information that was kind of like way out there. And I was like, it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> they're like, you know, well, you wanted more information. You asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But generally it's, you know, they're giving us what we're ready for. Yeah. And we're, yeah, we're, where we're kind of needing to grow and grow into. So. And um, you hear them say, we are ready to begin. Yeah. Which sounds like, and, and I think we probably talked a little bit about this in the previous episode around getting used to your clear audience. So when I hear that, it just sounds like my thought form. Mm -hmm. But I've kind of gotten to the practice where I I feel that switch. So there's a turning point and I know that I'm there. It's like a click. You know, like when you go in to meditate, if if you haven't meditated ever versus you've been meditating for 10 years, it's going to be easier for you to reach a certain state of relaxation it's yeah. the same thing yeah absolutely and for me well I know I have clairaudient abilities like they have been strengthening as I especially in Scotland I heard a lot of things but my clairsentience that has strengthened that inner knowing and so for me when I just know I, I feel like I just I just have this knowing that it's mm-hmm. the spirit guides voice and I can decipher that from my inner voice. And of course, now my ego, that's something that I've talked a lot about in the podcast is that's been a practice for me for a long time. But I was having a hard time deciphering between my inner voice and my spirit guides because it almost seems intertwined as one, which in a, in a sense we are, but they are somewhat also external from this individual human as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. And... So I know that it's obviously them, that voice, like you said, that thought, that voice, that that thought whisper almost. That's how I describe mm-hmm. it. It's like a thought whisper. And then I just have this knowing that it's them. Do you mind talking more about how we really can decipher the difference between our inner voice and the voice of our spirit guides? Yeah. I mean, as you said, I um, I kind of have the 
attitude of like, well, it's divine information. It's like, it's kind of the same. I mean, I, I, um, so, but to answer the question, I, the way that I would do that is I would go into a meditation more intentionally of like, I would like to connect with my spirit guide. Um, or if you're doing, you know, free writing, um, or I would, you know, dear soul, please, you know, allow me to feel you. Um, I'm ready to hear you or see you. So I would just set up the intention first and then open myself up because they are going to be offering love, divine support, and, and everything and anything that we need. So yeah, that's kind of like a, that would be my my short answer. And because for me, I'm just like, I don't really, it, it doesn't matter so much who it's coming from, because I know on a higher level, it's like we, as you said, we are all one, right? And they're always saying that they're like, girl, like, you know, <laughs> we are you, you are us. Like, don't, and there's kind of like, you know, don't put us on a pedestal because they see us in the light that we would see Buddha or Jesus or anything that we would have, you know, reverence for is kind of how they, they see us and our, our life experience. Mm, absolutely. And that used to confuse me because I'm like, well, we are all one, yet at the same time, we're all individual, but someone explained it recently. Well, not recently. This is something that I heard around the time when I talked to you, actually, and, and it makes so much sense why our souls are in these individual shells that seem separate from the world, though we're all collective energy that is one. But at the same time, for the universe to grow and experience growth, it wants wants to have all these different experiences, mm-hmm. just us doing that with the universe as one, but we're all collective individuals at the same time. It's almost Mm -hmm. hard to comprehend, but you get in those moments where like when I get deep into my meditations, it all makes a Mm -hmm. world of sense, truly. Yeah. And you can really see it and feel it in in an embodied way. Um, But that is a beautiful way to put it. And when you were saying that, I was kind of just seeing like mirrors or, or because that's, that's how it is too, right? We're just reflecting all this light back onto each other. When I ask bigger questions around what is the meaning of life, it is in essence us experiencing different facets of things. When we're going through just human life stuff, if we can at least begin to try on that perspective, it can help us move out of ego and and pain body. So if I'm a soul, you're a soul, and or with whatever hardship or issue I'm having with anyone, if I can just begin to try on the perception that A, they they are a soul, I don't have to go as, you know, sometimes it's hard to say that they are me, right? So if I can just see them as a soul, why might I have, you know, drawn this soul to me? What are they here to really teach me? And what are they, how are they truly here to reflect that light? What's their higher purpose in my life? And and that can be helpful too. I think a question I get a lot before, you know, talking about intuition and deciphering voices is how do I know if it's fear or if it's intuition? How do I know if, if it's, you know, my voice or my soul speaking and what I have found helpful and is to to get into your heart first. So really getting into your heart, doing a meditation, um, maybe it's you know a gratitude practice, getting out of the mind, really dropping into that heart space, and then looking at the situation. 
And there you're going to have your, your clarity because you're coming from your, your heart and not the mind or the ego that wants to try to, you know, control and manipulate the, the situation. And, and so you're, when you hear, you know, you still may get insight around, you know, not to date this person, or maybe it's not a good time to go into a partnership with this person. It's not going to come from a place of judgment and overprotection. Mm-hmm. It's just going to come from what you said, like an awareness or a knowing. Um, it will feel light. It will feel supportive. It will, again, it won't have any judgment in it. Um, and yeah, just coming, you know, just to kind of like simplify. Sometimes we make our souls like this ethereal idea when really our souls are communicating, working through our physical bodies all the time. And so how can I return back to, you know, that ease, that place within me, that my loving self, my, my, my true essence, it kind of breaks down the barriers that we put around, you know, we, we tend to think it's hard to connect when really it's, you know, as you know, Raquel, I know you're so practiced in meditation. A lot of it is just dropping into that, that heart space and getting the mind out of the way. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. And also you are clearing so much resistance that is in your waking path when you are in an awake state. There is a lot of, it's easy to recognize any sort of blocks or barriers between you and the soul because there's so much noise around you. But when you give yourself that time to get into that heart space and to meditate, that's when it's easier to fully connect with with you and with their presence too. That's why meditation is so profound. Of course, that's not the only way to do it. You can do it in your waking state. And I know in my waking state, my spirit guides like to connect with me all day long through a lot of different signs. I can't tell you how many times I see 44444 to the point where my dad was like, okay, I get it. (laughs) You know, but it's still, I show them that as if I saw it for the first time, I showed them how exciting that is to see because it's just always a little reminder throughout the day that they're with me. And, you know, they send me other signs and sweet little interruptions and sweet little thought whispers, which (laughs) sitting in that seat is wonderful, but it is important to if you want to really 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 instead of seeking it externally like dive within to just take that time to connect it's so simple to your heart space and just breathe and meditate there for even just a minute but it may take it may take some time if there has (laughs) been a lot of distractions and noise in your way yeah I think we you know and also just with meditation we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we think that we're supposed to sit down and not have any thoughts like oh, I still yeah. use guided meditations all the time dear self expanders and yomis dedicated to enhancing their talents and learning new skills to have the best lived human experience well if you haven't tried out skillshare yet it is time for you to challenge yourself for the next two months to try Skillshare for only 99 cents. That's right, two months for 99 cents 
for the soul tribe when you use our special link skillshare.com forward slash magic this is truly a steal because you'll have access to over 20,000 courses creative courses and writing courses illustration photography business singing tech social media and strategies for being your own boss and launching your career and they have also lots of fun workshops that you can attend me i've already taken a couple different writing courses and an entrepreneurship course brilliant so again skillshare is gifting you two months for 99 cents when you use the special link skillshare.com forward slash magic and just take a peek why not that's skillshare.com forward slash magic and start your two months today What I usually offer people too is to just think about if I had a soul, what types of things would my soul enjoy doing? And as you're mentioning, Raquel, like, you know, making room in the physical world for that to come in. So acknowledging synchronicity, celebrating when when those things do happen, asking for signs, and then also bridging that, you know, physical and non-physical gap by, you know, literally making a list of like, what types of things might my soul enjoy doing? And, um, or what types of things is, does it, would I maybe guess that my soul is curious about right now? And then looking at like, how much, you know, am I making room for that? Am I getting into nature? And they're very physical things like, you know, maybe it's a dance class or writing and, um, creativity is is an incredible channel for your soul to come through, and uh, we you know we want these intuitive messages to like hit us over the head like, like with a frying pan, but we have to take a little bit of accountability of like how where am I making room for my soul to come in in addition to meditation? If you know I had a soul, um, where would I kind of feel my soul show up more? And then putting it in your calendar, like making it, you know, it, it are vital because yeah. it, it really is. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's okay to use a little bit of our human structure to make sure to also spend some time with that soul because, I mean, you are human and you're having this experience. I, for a little bit there, was resistant to all calendars and anything that, you know, didn't seem so spiritual, quote unquote, but... Mm-hmm. I'm human and this is part of just the way life is right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And another beautiful tool. Okay. Ready for story time? Mm-hmm. So breath work. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you came to London when I was living there and we got to know each other on a deeper mm-hmm. level in just a day. And oh, I'm mm-hmm. so thankful for that moment. It was beautiful. And that night, that night, <laughs> You had this workshop and it was packed, by the way, and you like just announced it two days before or something. I was like, whoa, but I get why people come to you and are drawn to you. And Mm. I just we need to talk about this experience. So we did this breath work. We ended with this other breath work, which in this time and you may have felt it was a dark time for me, though (laughs) I I do always give so much light and love to shed so much light onto whoever comes on my path. But I was really going through a deep 
dark part of what I recognize is just Saturn return stuff. That's how I feel. I'd rather I'd rather call it just Saturn return stuff. So I'm not so connected to it, but which I now see as what Trevor Hall would say, the fruit of darkness, because I now see that experience as beautiful. But anyways, long story short, I was lonely, yet at the same time sunny, but very lonely. And I gave myself permission in this breath work to see that light, but also to experience the depth of my loneliness. And in that moment, my grandma, who I had an unparalleled connection to she she wrapped she was there she was there and she wrapped her arms around me and I just cried and cried and cried in that yoga room and then one of my soul sisters from high school who passed away and she was my best friend she arrived and she came and then one of my other friends he came and All these people who (laughs) have known the purity and truth of my soul who really Mm. deeply know me and I would miss them. They were there and I felt so alive and loved and reminded that I was not alone. And so, of course, the tears just became like a tsunami, I guess. I don't know. It was (laughs) so powerful. And then And then I felt all the love from my family who is alive and my friends and the support of this podcast, of the the listeners of this podcast. I felt their support and their love wrapping me up in this warm blanket. And it was, oh, what a release. What a freeing release as if that dark cloud that was hovering over me is now has now passed and I felt so truly sunny again and I just remember that was such a profound experience and oh wow I'm just reflecting back on it today I know (laughs) well I'm so glad I'm so I was getting rolling chills when you were sharing that and I actually never got to hear about your experience I stormed I like ran out because I was like whoa like it was yeah (laughs) yeah no it's it's very intense and I'm so glad I got to to hear that and um yeah sounds like it was all encompassing and perfect and what you needed and I'm so thankful that I happened to be in London and and yeah we got to experience that together the first time that I experienced breath work it was not as intense. I did have a release. And then the second time was, I literally went to the light and back. (laughs) Wow. I've never, I mean, I've been doing this work for 10 years and I had never had such a soulful, like embodied experience. I felt like my whole soul dropped into my body and, you know, did, had incredible insight on things. And, um, and then I was high for like three days. It was crazy. It was so full with love. And I think it probably really was my soul really dropped in because I wasn't able to look at you or, you know, anyone that I was with without just crying um, from love. And yeah, it eventually kind of wore off because it's not, I don't think it's really sustainable with the life that I live to live in that state all the time. Right. (laughs) But it was, yeah, it was such a, such a gift. So, um, yeah, I really, I've just taken my second training and to, uh, describe a little bit about what it is. I mean, I, I love it because 
you're using your own energy, your own essence. It wasn't, you know, I didn't walk you through some process where it's like, okay, now, now your ancestor is going to come and what are they saying? Like you just had your own capsule of experience in your body and your essence and, you know, your soul knew exactly what you needed. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about it. It's just, it's self sufficient and it's so intimate and intrinsic and so, you know, you usually, when you do have a breathwork experience, you of course have somebody guiding, you know, I'm checking in with people. We're, we do some intention setting before we go in. I give you light guidance while we're in it. And then generally sometime after to acclimate and process a bit. But the particular breathwork that I've been trained in is, you know, it's a simple process, but, you know, of course the experience is quite profound. Uh, and it's a two-stage conscious controlled breathing technique. So you're breathing into your belly and then into your chest and everything is in and out the mouth. And we do that for an extended period of time. But you know, when you're doing it, you kind of feel like time stops. I think I probably had you guys from beginning to end for, you know, 40, 45 minutes, and it probably felt like I don't know. Do you remember what it felt like? Kel? Oh no, time was time wasn't even a thing. I don't, I don't even think I thought about that after. Yeah. Time was not even of the essence at all. Yeah. You literally go somewhere else. You're just like, but at the same time, it is, it's so, so embodied. Um, You're not doing some like astral projection. Oh yeah, absolutely. I felt like Mm -hmm. I was grounded and I did feel also the presence of others because I could hear others around me crying too. And I know Mm -hmm. people were having their own deep experiences, but also Mm -hmm. at the same time felt so connected with what was going on in my experience and with everyone, all the souls that were around me and my grandma holding Mm. me. Mm. It's so beautiful to watch. Um, It's one of my favorite things now to watch people go through that process and see them really in their essence and how beautiful it is that the body and the soul knows exactly what needs to be done. And so, yeah, you can cry, you can laugh, you can, um, you're just releasing kind of stuck energy, uh, whatever it is that you need in that moment. And it's not always, you know, I've had breathwork experiences, like most of them aren't, I've never had anything like I experienced when I took that first training, um, because I probably don't need to experience that all the time. Yeah. I think I was probably shown what is possible. Um, and it was a bit of a awakening, you know, kind of a, some type of apex I was in, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it doesn't, ha- it doesn't have to be so intense, but there generally is some type of release. Um, there can be physical healings. It can just help you to reduce stress. Um, but a lot of people do have experiences with ancestors or, you know, be it a spirit guide. And again, coming back to the intention that you set when you go in, I just did one a couple this this last weekend. It was interesting because I set the intention of clearing any potential unconscious fears or stuff around creating or bringing in love and intimacy. They ended, what was I, I was shown, I'm saying they, but it's like my soul they was being cleared was the fear of death. Uh, and they were kind of showing me a new relationship with death because we tend to make it dark. And of course, loss is really hard, but they were kind of showing me how the beliefs that are stacked up up on top of our fear of death, which would be the, the the death of the ego. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that's what we're actually 
afraid of is all that attachment that we've created throughout our lives um, with our identity with the physical body. So on top of that was like the need to be needed, the need to be important, like how that kind of creates blocks in relationships. So again, they took me to a much deeper place and I was like, I want you to like bring in love. <laughs> I want a boyfriend. And they were like, how about you clear the fear of death? I was like, cool. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's always, it's always a unique experience. And, and they were just like, you know, free focus, not, not in this tone in any way, but focus on your light and everything will be attracted to you. And I was like, wow. right, right. <laughs> and you are, you are attracting it. I think that one of my big barriers also used to be the fear of death. And I was only recently as in September and also this past weekend, I lost another friend and then September, mm-hmm. another friend. Yet at the same time, (laughs) it was interesting. I felt I was praying for those of my friends that are mourning the loss. I wasn't mourning the loss so much. I mean, I wasn't super, super, super close. I'm sure I would allow myself to grieve if it were somebody that was super close Mm -hmm. to me. But but I also felt like (laughs) I felt light for them, so light for them because I have a completely different perspective on death now Mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid Mm -hmm. to die. And I think that definitely used to be a huge block and we all have, whether it's death or something else, all of these hidden blocks inside of us that may hold us back from, from having a deep experience or also just hold us back in life itself. And I know you have had so much experience in clearing these blocks. So what are some ways we can dissolve these hidden emotional blocks within us? Yeah. On top of breath work. On top of breath work. Yes. (laughs) If you can't get, (laughs) yeah, some ways to just move through it consciously. I mean, my uh, own experience and not that it's some incredible commitment, but there, I, I have a good intention in my life of, yeah, we're trying to consciously move more into my soul. And that really has been the biggest tool in connecting with my soul is just personal work, just personal development, looking at life, <laughs> taking compassionate accountability for how we create circumstances, why why they might be there. So it's an incredible tool not only to, you know, create opportunity in your life, um, but also to open your intuition and to resonate more with that that part of yourself. Um, and so I think just starting with um, looking at the ego and the soul and not making the ego bad, just kind of realizing that we have these two selves and eventually we want those to merge to where we can we can maybe, you know, not see the the beginning or the end of either one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be ideal. May or may not get there in this lifetime. I'm like, probs not, but maybe, uh, you know, uh, maybe. <laughs> um, so how can we, you know, lessen our reliance on the ego and just kind of being aware that the ego is that reptilian brain that um, the ego is the one that will suffer. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, the limited self it's the part of us that believes only in the material world uh, that believes that death is finite and that time and space are real that we're separate and that maybe there's no 
intrinsic or outside force that exists, right? And there's no magic and the ego is going to be really dependent on conditions. So the ego's so obsessed with conditions. <laughs> so just kind of noticing, you know, where we get tripped up. So anytime that we're in suffering, we're, we're relying too heavily on that ego limited self. Mm-hmm. So how can I, in this moment, you know, we, we've talked about how meditation can set more of a baseline for us to access that. But how can I, in this moment, maybe even just try on the perspective of the soul. So how can I start to look at this relationship from more of a soulful experience versus the person that's not doing what that I want them to do. But all of the things that we are experiencing in our lives are a result of what we believe to be true in our perceptions. And, you know, we've termed the subconscious as kind of, you know, these, these unconscious parts of ourselves that are driving driving things and and creating all these manifestations in our world. And so it makes sense if you just kind of use a simple example of like, you learn how to drive. Once you learn how to drive, you're doing that on an unconscious level, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're, you kick into autopilot and beliefs kind of work the exact same way. So when we're children, we are adorable, (laughs) just so fragile and like, just trying to sort out how the heck the world works around us. And a lot of times what it boils down to is that we are trying to figure out how to create love and safety. And so a lot of our, what we term as like limiting patterns or subconscious blocks come from childhood because they've been locked in usually before age seven as a coping mechanism. Um, And then we're functioning more or less on autopilot. So if I, and it doesn't mean that we're, you know, you and I are going to talk about moving out of those, but we're just kind of looking at where they come from. And it's helpful sometimes to, to begin to look at these childhood experiences, to disassociate from, you know, realizing that it was just a little girl or a little boy that experiences, it helps us to be a little bit more compassionate Mm -hmm. and step into our empowerment. So if I know that, you know, say I grew up in a household where there was a lot of fighting, I may have learned how to hide to be safe. Mm -hmm. And so that obviously is, you know, I can say I want to be a millionaire. I want to be successful. I want love, like whatever it is, I want to be big in the world. But if that has been my coping mechanism that I learned, then that's obviously, you know, guess who's going to win that battle if that subconscious is like 90% you know, that is going to, it's going to be a lot harder for me to bring in those things that I'm say that I say that I, that I want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we all have them and it's not to make our parents wrong and it's not to make our childhood so, so traumatic. It's how we learn to walk ourselves back to love and truth. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we can kind of just look at like any, any circumstance in your life right now and just you know, so say it's money. So I don't like that I'm not making enough money. And then you just want to look at your emotions around that because our, our emotions are our gateway to our soul and our healing. So how does that make me feel? Well, it makes me feel insufficient, makes me feel trapped, makes me feel angry. You want to try to get to like the most primal emotion. So maybe it makes me feel unworthed or un- unworth. It's new a word. new yeah. word. Yep. It's a new Dictionary. Like get on, get on board. 
um, unloved or un- unworthy. So maybe that's like my trigger and I kind of feel that one the biggest. And I want to just like look at, okay, so when maybe was the first time that I felt that way? Who who done it? Like, you know, who was the first person that made me feel that way? You know, again, maybe it was my parents and they were fighting and I didn't feel important enough or something. And so what did I learn how to do? Well, I just, I figured, you know, if we're taking it back to the hide to be safe, maybe I just learned it was easier to hide and I wouldn't get in the way, then there wouldn't be uh, fighting and, you know, then I'm, then I'm safe, right? So that's how I would maybe find I have to hide to be safe. And I can look at how in my life that might be coming up, right? And so I'm beginning to take just compassionate accountability of like, oh yeah, I kind of see where I'm doing that. And if we want to like not go into childhood, you can just look at like a shortcut might be if I had blank. So if I had the thing that I don't, if I had a boyfriend, I've had money, if I had the body weight or whatever it is, then I would feel what? Um, so if I, if I had the money, well, then I would feel expansive and I'd feel um, powered and I would feel free. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're kind of noticing like, well, that's what we're actually really just going for. And the, the double-edged sword is like, that's what's actually going to help to bring that in. So yes. how can we begin to, yeah, like uh, what, what I have found helpful is just how can I access those feelings? So maybe it's a gratitude journal around one thing. So if I'm identifying three emotions, maybe I can just pick one and look at, you know, of course, so say it's freedom. What are the things in my life that, you know, allow me to feel and be free? Where I'm so very thankful that I have the freedom to go about my day and, you know, choose my schedule or whatever it might be. Um, so bringing those those essences in, of course, is going to help to bring in the financial flow. So if we think about a big bank account, what is the what are the essences of a big bank account? It's kind of the same thing, and we want to draw that in. Um, and one of the an exercise that I've been using lately is just like, what's the new story I want to tell from your soul's perspective? So. It, what's a new story I want to tell? Like the new story I want to tell probably isn't that I am a million dollars, like, mm-hmm. but the new story I want to tell from my soul's perspective might be that I live in an abundant universe and I know that it is my true and natural state of being. And so if you can think of maybe like just try on a statement that maybe your soul would believe about abundance. And then if, then from there, I look at if, that's this new story I'm going to tell, then what happens? So if I knew this to be true, if I really knew that I lived in an infinite universe and that I, and that my natural state of being was abundance, then I would feel, then I would go about my day. And so you're, you're really getting yourself to that feeling frequency of bringing that in. So that, yeah, those are kind of like the, the shortest <laughs> versions of how you can kind of dissect you know, and, and look at, and then again, like always bringing in that soul perspective. If you're going back and looking at a childhood experience, or if you're just looking at the, the, the condition that sits before you, if it's money, what would be my soul's perspective on this? What is money actually trying to teach me? Yes. Yeah. So you don't always have to, to go back, but it can be helpful even in, you know, if I'm looking at what were my parents, you know, as souls wanting to teach me, it probably was about freedom of expression, right? Or, you know, it's going to be individual 
for all of us. But yeah, dropping back into the heart and just trying it on. You don't have to like have all the answers and there's nothing really to like be fixed. Um, But I found that just making baby steps and walking yourself back as easy as you can to, yeah, our soul's soul's perspective. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, shifting it would be just recognizing it, being like, how can I take compassionate accountability? That's a huge step. Yeah, and it is. It's not easy. It's like, but it's where all the change happens. Um, And we know that, yeah, beginning that change is a little bit uncomfortable. And then just trying on the perspective of the soul, like through maybe those processes or processes that you have. And then, of course, the last part would be embodying it. Like, how can I move through this differently this time, you know, with this interaction or with my spending or, you know, what would it look like if I were to embody this perspective through action? And then, then there's your healing. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Also, one thing I do to remember and remind my young self and, just recognize her light again as I write a little letter to her (laughs) I remind her of the beautiful life that my parents gave me but she did have a really hard time in school she was definitely a little outlier a little outcast playing by herself on the playground most days you know teased a lot bullied and and to find love for all those kids at that time knowing that they were just being kids too but also that she was still Mm -hmm. so loved and writing little letters to her I have done that and that healed so much and was a huge shift for me and also in a meditative state when I I have walked through as my inner child again to have her re-see certain feelings and re-see certain images to be something Mm. more of love and of kind and expanding for her that she felt so limited and scarce in. I love that. Yeah. Just re identifying it and having a new perception from light. That's really beautiful. Yeah, And then also money too. I've I'll write to money. I have written to this podcast, you know, cause this podcast is my mm-hmm. business, but it's really just my love and And so I'll write little letters to it because I do see it as an energy. I give everything a pronoun, everything, (laughs) a lot of, a lot of she's Mm -hmm. are walking this earth that might, Mm -hmm. that might be inanimate, but it's how I feel (laughs) a deep connection to this world and a deeper understanding of my soul. And so shift a lot of different scarcity mindsets. Yeah. And you're creating, I mean, it sounds like you're, you know, you're obviously moving away from avoidance or judgment and more into, yeah. How do I want to have a relationship with this? And it sounds like it really creates an ease and intimacy. I really love, love that process. I, um, I sometimes offer to clients to two things. One is it's similar to what you've offered is writing themselves well you can you can start either way you can write dear soul Mm -hmm. please help me to blah 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 blah. you get to give your list of you know (laughs) why your life is crappy or (laughs) maybe it's a gratitude list and just have at it with your soul and then getting into a heart space so maybe doing just a light meditation and then 
I would write Dear Brie or, you know, from my soul and just free write and, and see what comes out. Yes. It doesn't have to be some, you know, an angel that comes to visit you, but you get in the flow. You're, you're coming from your heart and dear Brie, you're doing a lot better than you think. You're such a cute girl and <laughs> I love you. Yes. Like whatever, just start and write and don't put the pen down for just if maybe it's like two minutes. And when you get into that practice, you do actually start receiving and opening yourself up. So it's a really beautiful way to not only heal, but um, access your intuition if, if you practice. Mm, absolutely. And it's okay to begin on a very superficial or surface level talking about whatever problems your ego has mm -hmm. been creating for you, the stories that surround your world that make you feel less than or inferior or superior in any way and then if, when you continue to free write just again it does end up getting a little deeper but it's okay it really is okay to start off wherever you are truly at because to be honest your spirit guides your soul they're they're not ever gonna judge they're so compassionate and they see and they see the bigger picture they get it so it's mm -hmm. it's okay to just feel what's real in that moment Absolutely. I had somebody ask that recently. Um, I was doing, I think it was an intuition class and I did do a little bit of channeling at the end. And I remember her asking, she said, do our guides get mad at us? Or she was like, do you guys get mad at us because we never get it right? And it was so sweet. That's so and, cute. You know, they were just like, no, there is no, there is no race to the finish line. There is no get, you know, it's just it, the life experience just is. Uh, we tend to place so many judgments on things. And that's another thing that, yeah, it just get, gets in the way um, of manifesting or, yeah, healing whatever we're trying to heal. Is, is, uh, I'm always trying to come back to that of like not making myself wrong or um, watching when the judgment comes up and just being like, oh, that's interesting. What are you going there for? What are you going there for, ego? Like, what are you trying to get out of that? <laughs> yeah, and just noticing that it's, that it's fear and fear is not so bad either. No. Like not to judge, not to judge fear. It's, it's there with so much light. I loved how, what was it? The fruit of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Just noticing there's something good in there for us. Yeah. Fruitful darkness. Mm -hmm. That's his album Fruitful name. Fruitful darkness. Yeah. It's such a, especially mm -hmm. since I'm in the midst of my Saturn return, which <laughs> has been mm -hmm. quite a roller coaster. <laughs> Man. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's okay. And also I have my friends that are past it and they're my expanders and seeing the light after it happens because I've witnessed what they went through and just seeing where they're mm -hmm. at now. It's like, okay, I'm okay. Yeah. I remember you asking me about that when we were sitting there for lunch. You're like, how long does it last? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. Oh, <laughs> yep. And like I felt deep in it at that moment. It was I was going through a lot mm -hmm. of heartache and pain in my waking states. And I would meditate for sometimes two hours a day just so I cannot. It, I, mm -hmm. I don't think it was me running. It was just me reminding myself of mm -hmm. me, the core of me, which honestly, that helped immensely. And I just felt so clean and pure and light again within mm -hmm. time. I'm so but, glad you're, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know my Saturn returns was, was quite long. And I think I remember you being like, what? How long? <laughs> I think it was a few years. I, I don't, I didn't, you know, I don't right. know. I'm not very good with dates, but I do remember going through a few years, but that was me. Like everybody's experience is different and it was needed. Like that was when I actually was like, okay, 
I'm ready to, to do this healing work. And so the universe was like, cool, here you go. Like we got to, you know, get this out of the way and these kind of old ways of being in the world. And it was rough and uncomfortable and difficult, but what I've noticed is that when you do move things through things more consciously, like we've been talking about, it gets easier, yeah. right? Like I would never have the same experience emotionally going through, say, a breakup now. You know, I obviously deal with it in a much lighter way than I would have 10 years ago, mm-hmm. just, you know, being a complete wreck. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'm standing by life gets easier uh, <laughs> so far. I, I honestly am excited for my 30s. I'm excited for my 40s. But I'm also really, really happy for my now. Like, I'm going to always say every new decade, like, this is going to be the best decade of my life. Because it really is. Mm-hmm. As long as you recognize that, it really can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, are you ready to connect and begin the channeling? <laughs> sure, let's do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the channeling. And don't forget to join Brie and I at the Your Own Magic Retreat, July 2019. Fill out the application right now by going to yourownmagic.life slash bali dash retreat, which the link is in the show notes. Remember, space is limited and we're approving this week. Love you and have a magical day.